0: knowledge comes first this podcast strikes first we're hoping that you'll enjoy the show get ready to set let's go hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of this podcast strikes first a podcast highlighting the works of bad religion while they were born in southern california the connection had with many is global my name is jamila and in terms of making this podcast at this time, as the lyric goes, you will all say that I am surely crazy. However, only an unrepentant pessimist, of which we are not, will find limitation in how one can appreciate a band who is seen as speaking of intricate sociopolitical and scientific concepts and issues, yet have very real nuanced human experiences so many of us share. The aim of this podcast strikes first is to weave these worlds together, not only conversing over the impact of the catalog, but also inviting people to share their stories of how this band has inspired and shaped their lives. This inaugural episode is occurring around the third anniversary of the day I was hit by a truck as I was riding my beloved bicycle. As a result, I became an amputee. In the course of still attempting to become familiar with what I still consider this new body, a new connection to my creative self was birth. Being the incredibly active person I was, I had to learn to slow down. While I was forced to physically do so, my brain was never great at taking this into consideration. With the assistance of a friend, whom I used to be in a band with over 20 years ago, I was able to satiate the marathon of my brain and begin practicing the drums in this new body. Almost everything about this setup may appear abnormal from the outside, but it is a way for me to adapt and evolve in my own way. It has come to the point where three years later, I created a theme song, a song inspired by a man who was born the year I turned four years old, though I came to first know them as a teenager. It is a man who is born into a new body several times in life, seemingly with, to take from another lyric, hope renewed. The collective of chapters in Bad Religion's life is not insignificant, not to be ignored or tucked away in some proverbial closet, never to be seen again unless released on a box set. I'm sure some of you may know where I'm coming from here. Imagining that the band would have never moved beyond the punk juggernaut, that is, how could hell be any worse, is not easy to do, in its fuller context. Even if the world never heard into the unknown, I have a difficult time believing, as they developed as humans, that their creative output would match that youthful level of indignation, albeit more mature than many of their musical peers. The distant buzz of what eventually was to become a sonic boom was always peering in the shadows. And yes, I am defending into the unknown, the much maligned, including my members of the band's second album, As much of a powerhouse that first album is, their second album is an attempt at making sense of a number of situations placed before them, including a once-evolving scene that at the time began stagnating into the incongruence of cruelty and indecision they rallied against just a year or two before. Punk mutated into a bad religion and to the unknown, also laid the groundwork for one of the things the band is beloved for, their harmonies. What is seen by many as a blight on their catalog is actually the one thing that allowed them to soar. It is crucial for every creative spirit to experience a trial, whether metaphorical or literal, as a way of discovering a path. The podcast you're listening to right now is an idea born from another podcast we do, Music and We, where Bad Religion was the subject of a series, honoring artists who are still here with us. In preparation for that episode, I listened to the albums chronologically, something I hadn't done with their or most discographies before. In the course of this exploration, my concept of what a favorite album was, was shifted, and I found that I struggled with deciding what that meant for me. I have no idea if I'm the only person on Earth who sincerely loves every single Bad Religion album, but I do. I've come to cease, if you will, categorizing them by levels of favoritism. All of the albums are great to me, including the much-contested or polarizing Atlantic Records period. Except, there are two albums that do stick with me as favorites, if I had to rate them. The Empire Strikes First after which this podcast is named, and Into the Unknown. At this point, you may actually all be saying that I am surely crazy. But now, all I ask of you here is to take a look outside of your perceptions of what punk actually is. Is it a musical genre? Is it a style of dress? Is it a philosophical or theoretical question in musical form? I have punk to thank for leading me on an analytical and ideological trajectory that I remain on today, albeit far more mature, I hope. (laughs) It wasn't the genre. I am a person who is a massive appreciator of grindcore, Japanese noise bands, sludge metal, and artists such as Don Van Vliet, as well as hip-hop and R&B. That said, if the majority of the artists on Frankie Crocker's radio show when I was a child were crooning about how capitalism is inimical to our humanity, then I'd give credit to R&B for my burgeoning political development. But it was punk. And there were two bands specifically that helped seal the deal for me. Two bands that were a bit less reactionary and far more speculative of the societal ills that we continue to confront. The Dead Kennedys, and Bad Religion. While the DKs were more caustic in their satirical observations, Bad Religion made it an objective to ask questions of the listener. Bad Religion was the first band, and Greg Graffin the first vocalist I can say I ever fell in love with. Falling in love is the only superlative I can come up with, despite its more common valentine lace connotations. While I am indeed a romantic person, My reading of Love Here is based on sentimentality, not lasciviousness. As I mentioned on the other podcast, it was as if they were blessed by the irony not missed here a punk angel. It wasn't an album that did it for me, it was a performance during one of the more, if not the final, challenging periods of the band's career the infamous Olympic auditorium show in 1984, which Greg Graffin mentions in his book, Punk Paradox. It wasn't YouTube I first saw this show, though. YouTube was not even a concept, nor was the pervasiveness of the internet when I was a teenager. I had a VHS copy of the show, which was released by Flipside, the skateboarding and punk focus fanzine. The Circle Jerks and Agent Orange were also on the tape, and even though I thought both bands were cool, and Group Sex by the Circle Jerks was one of the first pieces of vinyl I purchased with my own money at 15 and still have to this day. I also had a fanzine of my own and I got to briefly know Keith Morris, he's a very, very nice person. It was Bad Religion's portion of the tape I played on repeat. At that young of an age, I wasn't yet aware of the band's history. I didn't know they broke up after the release of Into the Unknown and reformed to make the Back to the Known EP, some of which they performed at the Olympic show. While I always looked at the gangs of dudes on stage humorously and eventually got to match that level of excitement at the shows I went to, I was most captivated by the vocals. Even though I had no control on cassette at that time, and even though I used to straight up sing the harmonies, I think I was more focused on receiving the messages emanating from that recording. A perceived discrepancy of the grit and ornateness of Graffin's vocals had not yet been refined, but there was something in them that mesmerized me from that 1984 performance. I was so mesmerized, I don't even think I noticed the gunshots in the background, which of course I did notice years later. As mesmerized as I was at the time, I came to discover that this show was also one of the reasons the band looked at the punk scene antagonistically, even by that point. The scene they loved had come to perish, and their rebirth was its resistance. That is the essence of punk. That someone could sing about injustice with such a beautiful voice didn't necessarily belie the subjects the band covered. In fact, that beauty was able to give the writing a more pensive as opposed to reactionary reading. Despite the various political critiques and lamenting of environmental devastation at the hands of careless humans, there is an optimism that lie beneath the surface. The resistance to nihilism and ambivalence is one of my favorite things about this band. Beside the anger that exists within a truly conscious person is the desire to activate oneself to participation in the creation of a better world. While there are certainly things that are perhaps too far gone to alter, we as sentient beings were not made to wallow in hopelessness. We must leave this world in a better condition than we were born into. And while it feels as if things are getting worse, as a person who lives much of life organizing in favor of a world counter to the inhumanities of capitalism, especially if we look beyond the four walls of the West, I know for a fact that things aren't as bleak as we are conditioned to envision. As a dialectical and historical materialist, I do recognize that the actions of the past can inform the future and that nothing is static, the Markov chain notwithstanding. Material conditions are determined in many ways by the political situation at hand, which is why it's crucial for us to ask questions not only of ourselves, but whatever environments we surround ourselves in. While I honor materialism and humanism and do not see evolution as mutually exclusive to my beliefs, I am also a spiritual person, which on the surface appears contradictory to whatever love I have for a band called bad religion. I don't see it that way at all. We come into a journey in ways that are never horizontal, and this should apply to a spiritual journey as well. One who opts against asking deep questions of their teachers and guides, regardless of what journey one is on, will not be immune from deception. After all this... Why? Why this podcast? There will be many times we aim to explore the why. There aren't necessarily simple answers to give in this inaugural episode. As for now, we'll say that the hope for this podcast is to honor the sense of community, as well as the encouragement of profound thoughts and questions that are shaped and inspired by this little band from Southern California. I'm appreciative to what Jamie, Mike, Brian, Davey, Hall, Bobby, Jay-Z, JB, Pete, Brett, Greg H, Greg G, and Brooks have contributed to the musical and intellectual landscape. Regardless of era, what this band has produced will continue to impact in momentous ways for years after they cease to create. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day, or night, or afternoon. (laughs) to listen to the beginnings of this humble little podcast thank you this podcast strikes first our appreciation is first and from this thank you for listening stay tuned till we meet again